0: So two weeks ago, we started on hunger. And last week, we talked about being hungry for the Word of God. Who was here last week? You heard we were talking about being hungry. And I challenge you, what would 2020, 2020, what would that be like if you spent this year filling yourself with the Word of God? I mean like really, 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 really intentionally filling your life and filling your mind and filling your heart With God's Word. How many of you guys think that some things would change around, amen? Because it's the Word of God that as you get this Word involved in your life, that's what brings change. That's what releases the anointing, the power of God. It all comes from the Word. God is watchful over what? His Word to perform it. Are you with me? And I'll tell you this, you put the Word of God to work in your life. He's going to be watchful over your life to make sure that the Word of God is producing Amen. So I'm challenging you that this year is a year where you get hungry. Yeah, we're hungry for God. We're hungry for the anointing, for the power of the Holy Ghost. But we're hungry for his word on a greater dimension. I mean, a greater level. Are you with me? That means you got to open it up and read. Amen. Or, or you know, even so, play audio Bibles. Get the word going around you. So this is why I listen to a lot of teaching. I'm not talking about teaching about the word. I'm talking about the pure milk of the word of God. And I thank God for anointed teaching and preaching. I listen to it every single day. But there is nothing like the pure, concentrated, high-octane scripture. Amen? Come on, you can read the whole Bible through this year. Amen? Hello? Hello? He's watchful over his word to perform it. He said, I hold my word above my name. If I've said it, I will surely bring it to pass. Amen. Now, we have this saying at the river, too. Because how many of you guys know that this is a word and spirit church? Yes. Amen? There are a lot of churches, they're just only the word, the word, the word, the word, the word, the word. But then they never allow the Holy Spirit to come and move and touch anybody. Why? Because they're afraid of offending somebody they're afraid that the Holy Spirit will come in and begin to move, and they might lose. Well, what if we lose our biggest giver? And again, some ministries, they think too much about money. What if we offend some people? How many of you guys understand what I'm talking about? Well, on the flip side, you have some churches, all their spirit, 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 but then they don't have the teaching, which grounds us, hello, and then that's a whole mess too. So we have the saying at the river, all word you dry up, All spirit you blow up, and when the two come together, what? You grow up, amen? So we are a word and the spirit church. And so we're starting this whole thing on hunger. Well, we're talking right now about hunger for the word of God. Well, we're going to be talking about being hungry for the gifts of the spirit, desiring the gifts of the spirit to flow, desiring that God uses you in the supernatural. But come on, we're talking about the word of God this morning. Open up, if you have your Bible, to the book of John chapter 15. Amen. John 15. Let me know when you're you're there. Again, I'm reading from the Amplified. Hallelujah. John 15 and verse 1. Jesus said, I... I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. And any branch in me that does not bear fruit or that stops bearing, he cuts away, he trims off, and he takes away. And he cleanses and he repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. And he said, you are cleansed and purified already because of the word which I've given you, the teachings that I've discussed with you. And verse 4, dwell in me and I'll dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just, look at this, just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. And he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. "'However, apart from me and cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. "'And if a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken-off branch and withers, "'and such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire, and they are burned. "'But if you live in me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts,' Ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. Hallelujah. (laughs) And it says in verse 8, When you bear and produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. So did you see that? Being true followers of him, that doesn't mean, well, I come to church, I'm a true follower of Jesus because I go to church. Well, there's a lot of people that go to church. It doesn't mean they're true followers of Jesus. Hello. Jesus pointed it right there. What did he say in another, another uh, book? He said, you will know them by their fruits. Right? Amen. As your fruit is, that's, that proves what you are. Jesus said, when you produce fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and you prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. That's powerful. That's powerful. Hallelujah! So again, we're talking about the word this morning, in verse fifteen. I'm sorry, verse one. Let's go. Let's go through this one more time. He says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser." So Jesus is the vine. We believers, Christians, we're the branches. Amen. And the Father, He's the vine dresser or the gardener. You know, when I was growing up, now that's my grandmother right there. She's 92 years old. Amen. And I'm so glad that she's with us this morning here at the river. I'm, I'm really thankful that she's here. Come on, give her a hand. She's a woman of God. I tell you what, her whole life loved the Lord, loved Jesus. Amen. And uh, But my grandmother on my on my father's side, now growing up, I would go over and she would have, you know, be doing gardening work. And so I'd go over and I remember one time she would take scissors and just begin to cut all these branches and all this stuff. She had like roses or something like that. And she was cutting all this stuff, you know, around the rose and stuff. And I asked her one time, I said, what, what are you doing that for? Because I felt sorry for the plant. You're hurting the plant. <laughs> and she said, no, no, no. When I'm cutting off all these dead branches or, or, or the branches that aren't producing any flowers, all the life in the vine is going to go to the areas that are producing fruit. And they're gonna produce better or you know, they're gonna produce better looking flowers. I don't claim to know anything about flowers or plants other than the ones I buy for E. D. Amen. But other than that, I don't know anything. But who knows about gardening and plants? Who's done that? Okay, a few of you. Do you do that? Do you cut off the, the, the twigs and the stuff that aren't producing any fruit or any life? Now look, that's how it is in the kingdom. Jesus is the vine. We're the branches. You know, growing up, I lived on an abandoned apple orchard. It said that Johnny Appleseed planted those. I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's what they say. Johnny Appleseed planted our our apple trees. And uh, so you would go up, though, and you would find these little, bitty, midget, deformed apples all over these trees. Why? Because there were vines up all around the branches and everything, and you could tell that it just wasn't taken care of. You know, I pray when the Father comes to you to inspect your fruit... I pray he doesn't find little bitty midget fruit. Amen. Come on, come on. I pray that when he comes to you, he finds... Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Amen. Fruit. Yes. What would you say the fruit on, on, on your branches looked like? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, are you with me this morning? So now look, as a kid, I thought she was just being mean to the branches. I thought she, you're just being mean to the plant. She wasn't being mean. She just, wanted it to, she just wanted it to produce more fruit. Look at verse two. Jesus said, "'Any branch in me that does not bear fruit "'or that stomps bearing, he cuts away. "'The Father cuts away. "'He trims off and he takes it away.'" But then it says, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. How many of you guys know there's a big difference between getting cut off from the vine and a difference between that and a difference between pruning? Right? When you're cut off, you wither and you die. That's it. But you have to allow the Lord to also come to you and prune you. How many of you guys know in Hebrews chapter 12, it talks about even the Lord, he disciplines those that he loves. Amen. Who's ever had the Lord come and correct you? Amen. Who's who's ever had the Lord come and deal with you? Amen. Amen. You know, I remember one time, uh, this was a few years ago, but uh, there's this man, he's a worship leader at another church. And he would contact me all the time. He said, you got to teach me how to win souls. You've got to teach me how to win souls. And, and I kept putting him off. And I said, well, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, you know I just have to find time. He's like, no, no, you've got to teach me how to win souls. And I would just push, push it off, push it off. And then one day, I'm pulling in my, my, my uh, driveway, and I'm about to go in the house. And as I turned my car off, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, he said, if you don't call that man right now, And teach him how to win souls. I will hold you accountable for all the souls that he does not win. (laughs) I thought, I was in my car like, you know, I pulled out my phone right there. I called him. I said, this is what the Lord said. I said, you've got to go out with me. I said, when can you go? He said, tomorrow. I said, well, let's go tomorrow. So I went out and man, i tell you what, we had a supernatural time. The first door, I knock on this lady just starts weeping. She said, oh, I need prayer. I mean, it was like powerful. And I taught him how to win souls. Now, whatever he's doing with that is his responsibility. It's off me. Amen? Amen? Who's had the Lord deal with you? Amen? Yes. Now, that's good. He does that to those he loves, and he does that to those who are producing fruit. Why? So that you'll produce more fruit. The Lord is interested in more fruit coming from your life. Are you with me? Come on, who's going to say 2020 is going to be the year where I produce more fruit for the kingdom of God than ever before? Amen. I'm talking eternal fruit. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. So he repeatedly prunes and he he cleanses, repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. So look at this too, that there are some things that are in our life that aren't even necessarily sin, but that the Lord may come to you and ask you to lay that down. Are you with me there are some things it's not necessarily a sinful thing that you're doing but maybe it's a hobby that takes about 60% of you know I can get consumed in some of like hobbies I can get you know I can just boom I can be there all day you know and I have to pull myself away and there's been times the Lord has come to me and said you, you got to put that thing aside yeah I didn't send you to Coshocton so you could do that <laughs> you know what I mean. So there are things in our life, it's not necessarily sinful, but if the Lord comes to you, would you be willing to set that aside so that you can do whatever he's telling you to do or calling you or leading you to do? Come on, are you with me? Hallelujah. And you can't go to the Lord and dictate to him what he's allowed to remove and what he's not allowed to move. Remove, right? Lord comes. Man, there's this is big Netflix branch. I need to just... Gabriel, get the chainsaw on this one, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, you can't say, Lord, I, no, I like that branch. I want to keep that branch. You know, sometimes believers, I've watched them, they have a tendency, the Lord comes, he removes it from their life, he deals with them. Yeah, the Lord spoke to me, I'm going to lay this down. I'm going to go out soul winning or whatever. You know, I'm going to go into the jail ministry or nursing homes or serve more at church or whatever it is. And then you see them, and they're all excited. The Lord dealt with me. And then, you know, sometimes two months later, they just found that branch that the Lord cut off. And they just put some super glue on it and stuck it. And there it is. It's back on them. And they know it shouldn't be there. It doesn't even feel right anymore. But there it is. If the Lord cut it off, let it be cut off. Right? If he cut it off let it go amen so so look this is so important too that when the lord cuts something off from your life you need to fill that gap with the with the word of god amen. and you need to fill that gap with more of his spirit more of his presence time in prayer or being really producing fruit and being productive for the kingdom of god so this is well i don't know what i should do i have this free you know i have this time i'd like to serve the lord but what should i do come to me i'll give you some work Amen. I'll give you some work that will produce eternal fruit in your life. We go out soul winning every Saturday. We do outreaches. We go into the nursing homes. We're about to redo the whole jail ministry. You get ready. This year, we're going to be going into the men and the women's, right? Hallelujah. So it's going to be a whole new thing. It's going to be epic. And uh, so, so we'll give you something to do. Amen. Well, what do I do? We'll give you something. Amen. And plus, surely the Lord, if he's dealing with you in a certain area, he, he can tell you too, this is where I want you to focus some energy or some time, right? right? So all of this, what I'm talking about comes from your life in the word, right? Because Jesus said you're pruned, you're purified because of the word that I've given you. Amen. Now, if you're not spending time in the word, you watch all of these little branches, <laughs> you'll have all kinds of things growing out of you. Come on, I watch some people, they walk into the door at church, man, (laughs) branches coming, I mean, they're just like, you walk by them, you get poked in the eye. What's wrong with that person? I'll tell you what's wrong, they haven't been in the word. Someone says, can't you pray for him? Yeah, but I'm not the vine dresser, the father is. And through the word, he wants to purify and cleanse that person. And pray for them. That doesn't mean I can read the Bible for them. Right? <laughs> Son says, no, I know the word. I come to the river once a week. If this no wonder my job's so hard sometimes. <laughs> if this is the only time you allow the Lord to pure, you know, prune you. Amen. Hallelujah. No, not this group. Amen. But sometimes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Is this helping anybody? Amen. Okay. Amen. Could change the subject. <laughs> Everyone say fruit. 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 <laughs> I hope that's. One of our people. Someone, someone from the, used to come to the bar, just walked in. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so <laughs> I, th- I thought about that. You know, what if, what if someone hasn't realized that it's not a bar anymore? <laughs> what if they come during the flood conference, you know? And we're all in here drunk in the spirit. What are they drinking? I can't, I can't see it, but I know they're drinking something, <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> You know, that happened, uh, I was talking with Tommy over in Finland, and uh, they used to, I don't, I don't know where exactly their church is now, but when I was there, it was, it was kind of, kind of like how Main Street is, and you have all those different shops, and and you walk through and you would see that there's the river church, Helsinki, Finland. And it just says the river in big blue, you know, letters and everything. And you'd see signs. Well, in Finland, you know, the bars would close around 3 a.m. Well, one day, Tommy was having an all-night prayer meeting with his church. And so they're in there praying in the Holy Ghost people, I mean, it was great. We tried to do an all-night prayer meeting and, and like, no one showed up, you know. <laughs> so come on. Koshock didn't wake up. Amen. <laughs> he so says, how was the prayer meeting? Well, it was just kind of Pastor Zach and, you know, <laughs> Pastor Zach and Edie and, you know, hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Well, anyway, they were doing an all-night prayer meeting, and it was about th- three 3.30 in the morning, and all the bars closed, and all these drunk people are stumbling around Finland, and they're looking, is there something open, like a nightclub or a bar? And they all walk past this new place called the river, and Tommy said all these drunk people started walking into the river Helsinki into their all-night prayer meeting, because you walk in, it's like this, the sanctuary is right there. All these drunk people start walking into the all-night prayer meeting. There was like 15 people, and what was so cool is Tommy said immediately all the members of the church ran over to them and started leading them to the Lord and praying over every single one of them, and like five people got born again and gave their life to the Lord, and a few of them sobered up immediately when they laid hands on them, And then he said three of them stayed for four hours in the all-night prayer meeting. Come on. Everyone say fruit. I believe that 2020 is going to be a fruitful year in your life. Amen. And I'm talking eternal fruit that in 100 years from now, it's still going to matter. It's still going to count. Right? Hallelujah. And don't write yourself off. Don't write yourself off. Say, well, no, that, that's for that person or whatever. No, God has something for you to do, for you to do. Amen? So it says, no, no, it's, it's my spouse or it's my kids. or No, 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 you. God created you for a purpose. Amen? You'd be surprised if you would tune yourself in to the Lord and allow yourself to be spirit-led what the Lord would lead you to do this year. He could send you on an assignment. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) What if he sent you to another nation? This is, no, I mean, I'm just a simple Coshocton person, never left the borders of the city. I I feel like the Lord's speaking to people right now. You know, Jamie, she's downstairs with Mom. Before she came to the river, she never left Coshocton County was in her mid-30s, never left Coshocton County. The Lord could send you a place you've never been before. Alright, so Jesus said, you are cleansed and pruned already because of the word that I've given you and the teaching that I've discussed with you. So the word of God is going to come and bring correction to us. Who's ever you've been reading the word and the Lord just, boom. It just kind of like brings correction to you. You know, I remember one time uh, when I worked at Bueller's that there was this girl that I worked with, and she was a Wiccan. And, uh, but she'd always ask me about the Lord. She'd always ask me about God. And at the age of 17, we were standing out of, outside the parking lot with, with my friend Shane, and she was standing there, and I was witnessing to her. And uh, she was saying how she would never believe in all of her bad experiences with God and with the church. And I remember I pointed to a hill. I said, one day, and I didn't know what I was saying. And I forgot about this, that I even said this. The Lord had to remind me. I was 17, and I pointed to a hill. I said, one day, I'm going to have a church on that hill, and I'm going to pastor that church. And there'll be a 1,000 people in that church. And I said, and you'll be there. And she started weeping. The power of God hit her. And she started weeping, and she said, when you have a church on that hill, then I'll come. And I said, okay, so, you know, there's going to come a day we're going to have that hill. We're going to put a church there, and I'm going to get a hold of her and said, you said you'd come. Amen? Amen? But anyway, one day she sent me a message on Facebook, and she said, you told me the other day God spoke to you. She said, how does God speak to you? And I said, well, there's many ways he can speak. I said, but one of the greatest ways he speaks is through his word. It's one of the greatest ways. Who's ever read something, and it was speaking right into a situation that you were dealing with? Right? Isn't that cool? All right, be honest. Who's done this? He said, Lord, I I just really need an answer right now. And then you just open up to a random place in the Bible. (laughs) Amen. I've done that a couple times. And then you open up, Jesus wept. (laughs) You know, anyway, that's a joke. Well, anyway, I was telling her, it's the Word, the Word, the Lord, will. He speaks through the Word. She had a Bible sitting there, and over Facebook message, she wrote to me, she said, OMG, exclamation marks. I said, what? She said, you know how you just told me that God speaks through his word? I said, yeah. She said, I just opened up the Bible. She said, what? I just read one chapter, and everything in that chapter was exactly what I'm going through, and I just got the answer to something through the Bible. Ah, isn't that great? I said, you should get, give your life to him. Amen. Who's had the Lord do that with you, with the word? You should spend every day in the Word. What, what, did, what did God tell Joshua? Meditate on it in the day and in the night, and then what? You'll have success in everything you do. Psalms 1, meditating on the day and the night, and they prosper in everything that they do. You want 2020 to be a good year, you get hungry for the Word of God. You get hungry for the Word of God like never before. So, it's the Word of God that will come and, and correct us. You know, the Bible talks about how the Word is like a mirror. Because sometimes you can have an issue going on that you're not even really aware of until the Word of God points it out to you. Who's ever, you had dirt on your face and you didn't know until you went and looked in the mirror that there was dirt all over your face. Amen? Who's had, you've had dirt on your face, someone told you there was dirt on your face and you forgot about it until you actually saw it for yourself, right? Right? So You have dirt on your face. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And then you go, you look in the mirror, and you're like, oh, my goodness, I need to wash that off. Amen? Well, that's what the Word of God does. The Word of God, it's like a mirror. It will actually show you, oh, hey, there's some junk on your face. Why don't you, you know, wipe your mouth, amen, clean your face. The Word of God will do that in your life. He'll He'll show you. Hey, there's some pride there. Hey, there, hey bitterness is there. Hey, unforgiveness. Hey. You're not walking in love in this area, and, and faith works by love. And if you're not walking in love, your prayers are going to be hindered. Probably the biggest hindrance to people's prayer being answered is they're not walking in love. The Word of God will show you all these things. It will prune you, purify you, and then you better get ready because you're going to be producing some tasty fruit. Hallelujah. Rich. Excellent fruit. Now look at this, Jesus said so dwell in me and I'll dwell in you. So he says I want Jesus to be in my eyes, Jesus in my voice, Jesus in my touch. You need to be dwelling in him and dwelling in him is not just a Sunday morning thing. Dwelling in him is a Monday, is a Tuesday, is a Wednesday, is a Thursday and a Friday where you're, you're immersing yourself in him. Come on, Man, I feel this and I see this in your life. He said dwell in me and I'll dwell in you. Live in me and I'm going to live in you. Someone says, "Well, I want the Lord to live in me. I want the Lord to dwell in me." Well, then it starts with you dwelling in Him, and it starts with you living in Him. I know this is pretty simple stuff, but you know, a lot of times people say, "Well, I just feel so far away from God." Have you been drawing near to Him? Well, no. Oh, that's good. That's right. I kind of want Him to draw near to me. <laughs> he'll draw near to you when you draw near to Him. Run, right? You take one step towards Him, He'll take <laughs> He'll He'll run to you. <laughs> Who's ever felt like Awful, like spiritually bleh. And then the very next moment, maybe it's a time of worship where the Lord comes and wraps his arms of love around you. Kisses you on the cheek, puts a ring on your finger, shoes on your feet, robe on your back, has a party with you. Amen. Who's ever had the Lord, you know, you feel different. Something change. Boom. It starts with you. You initiate that. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock, and if anybody opens that door, I'll come in, and I'll eat with him, and he'll eat with me. So that's why Jesus Jesus didn't say, I'll live in you, and then you'll live in me. He said, you'll live in me, and then I'll live in you. He said, you dwell in me, and then I'm going to dwell in you. Oh, hallelujah. He said, just as no branch can bear fruit of itself. So, you know, why would you people try to do it themselves? Not by might. Not by power. The only way we're going to see and shaken is by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. This is good. I'm so glad I came. Amen. Actually, I'm just going to sit here and take notes. Hallelujah. I'm just going to sit here. This is so good. I'm just going to take notes myself. Amen. And dwell in me and I'll dwell in you. Amen. <laughs> just as no branch can bear fruit of itself neither can you or without, of itself without being abiding in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me so this is where you see a lot of believers frustrated because everything they touch it, it doesn't produce where they want it to produce well is God in the thing is God in the thing And I'll tell you this, the only thing that's kept me in Coshocton, Ohio, when we've had, I remember when we started our Wednesday night services that, you know, way back, one day I had a Wednesday night, no one showed up. (laughs) You know, that's discouraging. When you're starting a ministry, you have a service. One day I had a Sunday morning, two people showed up. And I learned you just gotta to preach to those two people like it's a million people, glory to God. You know what, how I'm preaching right now, if there were 300 people here, I would preach just like this, amen? I wouldn't be any more, no, no, I wouldn't just be like this, amen? Hallelujah. The only thing that's kept me in Coshocton is the Lord spoke to me in 2012. He said, I'm sending you back. There's coming a revival in Coshocton, Ohio. There's another generation of ministers that are going to be raised up out of your city. And the Lord sent me here on an assignment. Go, you know, led me to start the church. The whole thing, it was the word of the Lord that planted me here. Amen. Hallelujah. So is God in the thing? I know 110% I've had people judge it, I've had people mock it, I've everything, what we're doing here. Had someone say, well, we, I had one person say, right when I started, minister, I really respect this person. They said, well, you know, you you should probably just go to another city and try there. Oh. Another city. Just try there. Go to another city, just try there. No! The Lord sent me here. Amen. But it's the same with you. When the Lord gives you a word, just Plant yourself in that word, amen. People are going to have an opinion about it, amen. But did God speak to you? And if he spoke to you, then do it. If he didn't speak to you, you know, you, you know he, he'll bless it as far as he can, but is God in the thing? Because Jesus said, just as no branch can bear fruit without abiding in and being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me says, well, I don't know if the Lord spoke to me to do anything. Trust me, God's got a lot of things that he would like to get done in our city, in our state, in our nation, in the world. You put yourself in a position to begin to hear from him. He'll give you something to do. Right? What did I say earlier? It's about being available. Again, talking about Pastor Tommy over in Finland. Tommy asked the Lord, why are you using me? And the Lord spoke to Tommy. He said, not because you're anything special. It's because you were available. And he said he just started weeping because he realized the Lord's just looking for people who are available. Who's available in this place to the Lord? Amen. All right, we're going to end here. He says, first ending. He says, if a person does not dwell in me, He's thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. And such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. But if you live in me and, be, and you abide vitally united to me. And my word remains in you and continues to live in your heart. Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Hallelujah. This is why I'm asking. Yeah, but is this word living on the inside of you? It's one thing to ask the Lord. Well, I hope he does it. No, when his word gets on the inside of you, you know that you know that you know something's going to happen. Are you with me? Hallelujah. There's a difference between just knowing about what the word says and it's a whole other ball ballgame when the word of God becomes alive on the inside of you. As the prophet of old said, your word is like a fire shut up in my bones. God wants his word to be alive and living on the inside of you. Amen? So this is I know about that. But is it alive in you? Because Jesus said if it's alive in you, you can ask whatever you will and it will be done. Come on. And then he goes on to say, we talked about this three weeks ago when we talked about the greater works. And Jesus said, whatever you ask my name, the Father will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Who remembers that? Jesus said in, in, in John 15... Ask whatever you will and it shall be done. And in verse 8, when you bear and produce much fruit, my Father is honored and he is glorified, and you show and you prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. Come on. I believe that by the end of 2020, even going into this year, God's going to raise up people full of his word, full of his word, that when they pray, something's going to happen, something's going to shake. I'm mean, <laughs> I feel that. I'm talking your family's gonna shake. Kishotin is gonna yes. shake. Yes, is. The churches are gonna shake yes. and wake up. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Our nation is gonna shake. Yes it is. Something's gonna happen. Hallelujah. Something's gonna happen. Yes. Something's gonna happen. You got to get full of the word. You got to get full of the word. Amen. Now, during this time, more than ever, hallelujah. Get full of the word. Full of the word. Full. To where when the enemy even comes and he starts poking on you, (laughs) the word comes out. Come on. Hallelujah. The moment he puts a symptom on your body, by his stripes I'm healed. The moment lack comes upon your life, you don't go, I don't know what I'm going to do about this situation. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I thought, you know, I don't, I don't know. The moment lack puts its ugly hand on you, the Lord is my shepherd. I refuse to lack. Come on. <laughs> The moment the devil attacks your family. Come on. I plead the blood of Jesus. Me and my household shall be saved. That's the curse. Go back to hell in Jesus' name. You can get so full of the word that that's your response. Come on. How powerful would that be? Can you see yourself doing that? How powerful would that be? Where we've been trained. We're going through something and then we have to wait till Sunday. Go to the altar. (laughs) come on isn't that how people have been trained you have to go go to the altar and we praise God for altar calls we do those I'll make an altar right here you can make an altar That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so it says I'm going to have a deliverance meeting right now right in my bedroom <laughs> right, in, right in your car I'm going to have a healing meeting right in my car Lay hands on myself. Because <laughs> Jesus said you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. The entrance of his word brings light. What's light? That's when it's alive in you. That's revelation knowledge. is real. I believe it'll be real to you this year. I could just get down to that meeting there and if he could just lay his hands on me.